In the portion of Tazriah, we speak about the laws of Tzara'as, the laws of leprosy. The Torah tells us that if a person speaks Lashon Hara, he speaks ill or slander about another person, then a heavenly malady falls upon that person, and he is stricken with Tzara'as, with what we call leprosy. And parts of his body turn white, and the punishment is that he has to leave all three camps of Israel and live alone until he does teshuva, repents, and then the tzedahs will disappear, and then he is allowed to return back into the camp. The fundamental question that all the commentaries ask, why don't we have tzedahs today? If a person who speaks ill about a neighbor is punished with this malady, we know many people, unfortunately, who speak ill about others. So how come they don't have this punishment of tzedahs? And to this, the Alter Rebbe explains, that the Torah begins with the words, Adam, only in Adam, a person who's on the level of Adam, can he be susceptible to this punishment of Tzadas. There are four levels of man. There's Adam, which is the highest, then you have Ish, and then you have Enoish and Gever. So only a person who is Adam on the highest level as a human being, who's a true mensch, Adam representing Aleph, Dalit, Mem. Aleph is thought, Dalit is Dibur, Mem is Maisa, action. One who is perfect on all three levels of thought and speech and action. And then he has one slight imperfection. And now he said something about another person. So that individual is punished with Tzadas. It's a reminder, you're almost perfect. You're 99% perfect. All you have to do is fix that one little thing. Unfortunately today, most people have other imperfections. And that's why even when they speak Lashon Hara, when they speak ill about others, they are not afflicted with this malady of Tzadas. However, the the message and the lesson of Tzadas is per- pertinent to everybody in all times and all places. So what does the Torah tell us about Tzadas? We find in uh, chapter 13, verse number 33, the Torah tells us, says pertaining to the leprosy that can befall a person on the head or the beard what happens is there's a white bald spot and then if inside that spot there grows up two yellow hairs then the person is tame the person is impure and furthermore if the white spot spreads then the person is also impure 
And therefore tells us the Torah that how do we know if the spot will spread or not? Therefore, is galoch, you should shave around and leave two rows of hairs around the bald spot. And if the bald spot will continue to go beyond those two rows of hairs, then you will know that it has spread. Then you will be impure. So, that is the literal translation based on Ashi. But let's try to understand it on a deeper level. It says, Vizgalach, you should shave. Vesanesek loy yigalech. But do not shave the actual nesek, the actual signs of the nesek. So, what does it mean on one hand we should shave? On the other hand, when it comes to the nesek, we're not allowed to shave. So there are two messages that the Torah is teaching us here. Furthermore, we have an unusually large gimel in the word v'izgalach. The gimel is a large gimel. And the question is, why is the gimel large? So we find that the portion of Tazria follows the portion of Shemini. In Shemini, we talk about the laws of animals. Now we talk about the laws of the human being, about the Jew. And the Torah starts off the portion that a woman will give birth to children. And if she gives birth to a boy, then on the eighth day, you shall circumcise the child. And therefore, it makes sense and after we circumcise the child, now three years later, there is another special event, another milestone in the child's life, and that is called the upsharin. When do you cut a boy's hair? You wait until he is three years old. And when he is three, then galoch. Then you are to cut his hair. And therefore the Torah is implying over here that the upsharin, the cutting of the child's hair takes place when he becomes three. And this is underscored by the fact that the gimel, which has the gematria of three, is very large. However, when it comes to a nesek, you're not allowed to shave the hair. We know that the portion of Tazriah is read very often between Passover and Shavuos. It was this time of the year that Rabbi Akiva, one of the greatest sages of the Oral Torah, had many, many disciples. However, 24,000 of his disciples perished over these 33 days between Passover and Lagba Omer. And so for these 33 days, we do not take haircuts. And so what happens if a child is born between Pesach and Shavuos, or between Passover and the 33rd day of the Omer? Then, you do not cut his hair. You have to wait until the 33rd day of the Omer. And this is hinted in the fact that the Galach is found in passage 33 of the Parsha of the portion.
But what is the Nesek? And what is the concept of the large Gimel? And how does it connect with the Apsharit? It's interesting that the Rebbe writes in Ayoim Yoim that the time when a child reaches the age of three, which is the Apsharit, it's customary to cut the hair and to leave the pace. And at this time, we begin to teach the child the morning blessings and the grace after meals. And we put on the child tzitzis. So these concepts can also be connected with the letter Gimel. And that is, we know that every letter in the Hebrew alphabet have a gematria, a graphic design, and a meaning. So by understanding these three things, we can connect it to the various customs of the boy who becomes three. First and foremost, the design of the letter Gimel, says the Gemara, is like a man, a rich man, running to give charity to a poor man. And according to Kabbalah, the graphic design of the Gimel is like a teacher, one who is upright, who is giving little bite-sized pieces of knowledge to his disciple. So right away we have a connection between the Absharin and the design of the Gimel. What is the Absharin? This is the time when we begin to educate the child, as the Rebbe says. And how do we educate a young child of three? We give him bite-sized pieces of Yiddishkeit, of Jewish education, so that he can slowly but surely become more knowledgeable. And we also put on the tzitzis, and we teach him to run to do a mitzvah. The gematria of, of Gimel is the number three. This represents the Absharin at the age of three. And furthermore, we know that Avraham Avinu, Abraham, our forefather, the Gemara says, was three years old when he began to recognize God. He was raised in a cave, and at night he came out and he saw the moon. He thought the moon perhaps is God. In the morning he saw the sun, that the sun pushed away the moon, and he thought maybe the sun is God. And then the night after, the moon came and pushed away the sun, so maybe the moon again is stronger than the sun. He realized there had to be a force that was larger than both the sun and the moon. And he came to the realization that there's a God. And as he grew older, he matured and understood God more intellectually. At the age of 40, he came to a real, true understanding of godliness when he began to write books and began to, to debate great scientists and scholars publicly on the belief of a one God, on the belief of monotheism. And he clearly was the one that fought against the idea of polytheism. So three represents the age when a person begins to recognize God. And so it's understandable that at the age of three, we now cut the hair and let the payas, which represents the mitzvahs, reveal. And now we put on the tzitzis, and the child begins to run around and saying brachas, which connects us with the meaning of the letter Gimel. The meaning of the letter Gimel is Gemoyel, or Gomel, which means to do kindness. It also means Gomel, which is a camel. And that is 
At the age of three, we teach a child to recognize how God has bestowed His kindness upon us, that God gives us food to eat, and God gives us shelter, and God gives us life. And therefore, after you eat, the cult of Savata you have to eat, and therefore you have to thank God, you have to thank God for the food. So you come to, to recognize God for His kindness. And similarly, we begin to feed the child these bite-sized pieces of, of Torah knowledge and commitment and love for God in Yiddishkeit. So like a camel, he'll be able to travel far distances and be able to overcome many challenges in his life. And similarly, a girl at the age of three starts to light the Shabbos candles. As we find by Rivka Imenu, Rivka our matriarch, that she was the age of three when she began to light Shabbos candles, for a girl also, at the age of three, makes this transformation. And in truth, even before three, if the girl already is talking and begins to understand, then she is to light the candles even earlier. So this concept of, of the upsharin is actually not found clearly in the Torah. It's hinted in the Torah with the large gimel. But we call this a minhag, it's a custom. And even though it's a custom, it's not, God forbid, less important, but perhaps even more important. As we find throughout the Jewish calendar, we have holidays that are mitzvot, commandments, like the holiday of Sukkot. It's a very joyous holiday. And then we have holidays that are rabbinic law, like Purim, is even more joyous than Sukkot or Sukkot. And then we have a holiday that's a minhag, that's a custom, and that is Simchas Torah. The joy of Simchas Torah, which is a custom, is even greater than the joy of the mitzvah of Sukkot or the joy of Purim, which is a rabbinic mitzvah. And the reason basically is because when the king commands you to do something and the slave does it, the king is very happy. That's a mitzvah. When the king hints something and the servant does it, the king is even more happy. Because he didn't say it clearly, but he hinted and you got it. And now that makes the king happier. And that is a rabbinic decree. And then... Sometimes a servant does things on his own. And because he did it on his own, the king became even happier. And that is the concept of a custom. It's such a highlight that it cannot be described with words on parchment or letters on parchment, but rather it comes in the form of a custom. And that is the formal education of a three-year-old boy, which is called the upsharing when you begin to cut his hair. And this concept of Nesek, which represents the malady, says the Torah, at that time you should not cut. We said earlier that the reading of the portion of Tazriah usually falls out between Passover and Shavuos. And these are the days when the students, the disciples of Rabbi Akiva perished. What is the reason that the students of Rabbi Kiva 
died over these days. Says the Gemara, because they did not respect one the other. They did not give the honor one to the other as was due and befitting the student of Rabbi Akiva. So when you talk to a student of Rabbi Akiva, you have to give him honor, even though you are also a student of Rabbi Akiva. But for some reason, they lacked this honor one to the other. And because of that, God said it could be a brilliant scholars and it could be a very smart, but unfortunately, this brought about a plague that wiped out 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva. So the word nesek, which is a plague or this malady, equals 550. Five plus five equals ten. And if you take the phrase of the Gemara, of the Talmud, of Leinagu Kavad Zelazeh, they did not respect one the other. So this equals also the number ten, because Leinagu Kavad Zelazeh equals 181. One plus eight plus one is also ten. So here too, the Torah is hinting to the fact that during this Nesek, when there is this malady, when there is this plague, we have to add to the level of mourning, and at a time of mourning, you do not take haircuts. However, when we reach passage number 33, implying the day of Lagba Omer, when the students of Rabbi Kiva ceased to die, then then you can give your child his haircut for his birthday, the upsharing at the age of three. And therefore, by the fact that we will increase with brotherly love and to love our fellow man unconditionally, even though perhaps you see a flaw here and there, but you overlook that flaw, you overlook that leprosy, you overlook that malady, you overlook that nesek, and you only see the good in the other person, and you love him because we are all children of God, then this gimel will bring about the geula, the redemption, and the third holy temple with the coming of Mashiach, Amen.